Hey, everybody. Welcome to Clark Talks, the Colombian's podcast where we bring you the stories and views behind the news. I'm Damien Pizzanti. And I'm Katie Gillespie. How you guys doing out there? I hope you're doing good. We're doing pretty good. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's 2017. I know. I can't <laughs> even believe it. So um, I'm sure all of you listeners out there, maybe not all of you, but I would bet most of you have a, at least one or two New Year's resolutions in mind. Am I right? I bet I'm right. Well, even if you don't have any in mind, but you're still looking to make a few improvements in the upcoming year, we're going to bring you an episode where we're going to help you figure out how to do that. Yeah, so today we are talking about New Year's resolutions, some New Year's resolutions that uh, people in the community have made, New Year's resolutions that a few public officials you might recognize have made, and as well as to a psychologist who's going to tell us a little bit about kind of the science of New Year's resolutions and why we make them and what is the best way to try to follow through on your goals for the new year. So, mm-hmm. And then we're going to take it to the man on the street and find out what your fellow Vancouver residents are uh, resolving to get done within the next year. So it's going to be interesting. Tune in and check it out. Um, We told you last week what our resolutions are, and damn it, I plan to stick with them. We're actually recording this still just a couple days, one day before New Year's. Yeah, I lied when I said it's 2017. It's still 2016. So I guess we're coming coming at you from from uh the past time from yeah the past. yeah <laughs> so we're we're recording this on new year's eve eve but you guys are going to be hearing it at what day or two after new year's two days after new year's yeah i think so regardless of when you hear it um time is just a construct time is just a construct <laughs> <laughs> i love that i've seen so many hot takes this year that are uh, or at the end of the year that are especially after debbie reynolds died when we were finished recording yeah. last week just carrie fisher had died yeah. and then debbie reynolds died <laughs> But there, I've seen all these hot takes that are like, time is meaningless, it's just a calendar, 2016 isn't killing people, age and previous bad decisions are killing people, and I'm like, yeah. stop it with your hot takes. Like, I don't yeah. want to... <laughs> yeah. It's just, the problem with the internet, it's created, it's a created much too broad of a platform for people to pontificate. I know. Well, actually, (laughs) things are like this. God, it's nauseating. Everybody and their mother can write a thousand word think piece about how millennials are terrible. And get it posted on Medium and Fox. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. Anyway, I don't know about you, Katie, but I definitely have a few resolutions. Um, And I'm at this, I have this inner conflict going on where when I think about how great or how great it's going to be once those uh, resolutions are achieved. But then I have this other feeling of dread when I think about how much freaking work it's going to take to get to that point. Yeah, I was listening to um, on my way home from work last night, the the. Uh, Freakonomics um, podcast episode about I love Freakonomics about how to get great at anything and it's like you know like I'm I like I want a life hack like I want it to be like do this and it'll be super easy and no like the whole Mm -hmm. point of that podcast is you gotta work hard like you gotta put time in so but they were they were saying that it takes about ten thousand hours of practice to get really good at something. Well, not only 10,000 hours of practice, but 10,000 hours of perfect practice. Yeah, of of good, like hard practice. The thing that really stresses me out about that that whole 10,000 hour mantra that has been floated around, I think Gladwell was the guy that coined that. I think so. But anyway, um, the whole, like, the thing that scares me about it is 
what if you're doing something wrong for 10,000 hours? Right. How much time does it have to take just to unlearn that and right. then learn the proper way to do it? Is that going to take me another 10,000 hours? Yeah. I know when I was in um, when I was in college, uh, I was taking a French class and it was a 300 level French class. I had at that point been taking, it was in my sixth year of French and I was finally taking a class on how to pronounce things correctly. You were like, that far into it? I was that far into it and it was wow. finally like everything you're doing everything you've been doing forever is wrong here's how to actually pronounce things and I was like what why Socolate weren't we taught bleh. this from yeah yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> and yeah that was it was ridiculous I hated that class because it was like why weren't we doing this from the beginning seriously we could ramble on about this stuff for hours but guys stay tuned I think you're gonna really enjoy these conversations All right, so we are sitting back down with Marissa Harshman to talk about a story that she puts together every year, right? You do this or? Uh, not with not regularly. I've done it a couple years now, yeah. So a story that she's done um, a few times asking uh, local elected officials and anybody else or any other? I have some fire chiefs and police chiefs in there, too. Asking them what their New Year's resolutions are. So, so yeah, so that's always kind of a, it's fun to see what... What, they're, they're just like us. Where did you get the idea to ask these guys what their resolutions were? Uh, it was a couple years ago, and I, I can't remember what it was. It might have been like a board of health meeting or something, and one of the um, county, they were commissioners then, mentioned something about resolutions, and it just made me think, I wonder what these guys come up with. And I, I, I asked them, like, what are your health-related resolutions? And so not everyone has those. Not everyone does resolutions in general. But, um, And I think that first year I asked some of, like, the like Dr. Melnick, the health officer, and some people at the hospitals. And I didn't go that broad this year. I kind of stuck with elected officials for the most part. But um, it was just a random thing. Like, I was just curious, like, <laughs> what does Mark Bolt want to do this year? And so I asked him. Do you ever do a follow-up? Like some scathing article about no, who did and did I not? Totally, I should <laughs> have. I may, I'll make a note in like June to check back with these guys and see if they've done anything they said they were going to do. I know the first year I did it, Alicia Topper wanted to run like three marathons or something. And she did. I know at one point she had done two. So she she did wow. pretty good. I don't know if she got all three, but mm. I know she had wanted to. Mm. People like that make me feel bad about myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us about the article. What What is in there this year? Who's in there this year? So I um, I sent it out to the county councilors, um, the Vancouver City Council, the mayors of all the cities, and then um, like the sheriff's office, Clark County Fire District 6, Vancouver Police and Fire. Um, and got a handful of uh, the Vancouver City Council members. So wait, what did you say? What did you send to him? Just like a question? Was it like just like a question? What are your New Year's resolutions? I just said, hey, I'm doing a, a story looking at what local leaders are resolving to do this year. So do you have any health related resolutions? And if so, what are they? And just kind of left it at that. And they came back. Um, Balance seems to be the theme this year. Everyone wants to find balance. Uh, so there are a few with balance, a few that wanted to, you know, exercise more or keep up exercise routines. Um, 
part of me wishes you would have said they all had like inner ear disorders and were just <laughs> stumbling all over the place. No, no. With a healthy balance between work and home or, you know, physical, mental, emotional it, balance is the mm. key word this year. That's fair. Don't we all want that? I feel like that's a little too easy. I was hoping somebody out. was going to yeah. say, like, I want to drop like 100 pounds or I want to squat 450. You know, or what's funny like is Scott Higgins, the Camas mayor, uh, seems like weight loss is like usually his. And a couple years ago, him and Washougal Mayor Sean Gard had like a weight loss competition. But anyway, his resolution, having had good success with weight loss in 2016, he lost 90 pounds last year. Whoa. So for the first time in his adult life, weight loss is not the top resolution for him this God, year. Good so for he already did that last year. He's on to better things. I know year. I see him wandering around Camus sometimes and I'm like, he man, he's a lot he's a lot skinnier. Yeah. He's lost some weight. He's focusing on exercise and thankfulness this year. He wants to exercise more regularly and be thankful for what he has because he's guilty of not focusing on that enough. Which one was your favorite? Um, I mean, Bart Hansen's is funny because <laughs> I need to start eating foods I do not like, healthy food. <laughs> My current diet is somewhere between what Peter Griffith and Homer Simpson would eat. I like hot wings, tachos, and lasagna. In the past, vegetables were a waste of valuable real estate. I'm not getting any younger and things have got to change. Go 2017. I like that one. So that was a good one. Um, Tim Levitt, Vancouver's mayor, always is good for a laugh. He hopes to toss the blood pressure medicine with what appears to be improvement in leadership at the county council. So <laughs> he always seems to take a few digs when he does his. Yeah. What were some of the county councilors ones who responded to you from there? Uh, Julie Olson wants to cycle more. She's planning in doing the Seattle to Portland ride. That's like a 200, oh, cool. 200 mile ride. And then she wants to do reach the beach, which is 105 miles and at least one more century ride. So that's pretty cool. Um, Mark Bolt wants to he looks forward to a positive outlook using stories and humor to show god's love to those i serve including newspaper reporters oh that's nice yeah. under sheriff mike cook um kind of took a spin and went the other way as much as i would love to spend my free time doing yoga or exercise i think i'd really rather to try and visit every barbecue joint in the county over the next year and enjoy some amazing ribs pulled pork and brisket so I can. I feel like I can respect that. That is an honest man right there. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have any New Year's resolutions? Um, not specific to the New Year. Yeah. I, as much as I always ask people, I don't really do resolutions myself. Mm -hmm. But um, I do kind of like my goal for the coming months is to get back into running now that I'm having done with the baby. Yeah, having you can the just baby be running and, for one. Yeah, yeah. No running with a huge belly, and I'm finding a balance between being a mom and working full-time now it's time to try and get running back in there so mm -hmm. we'll see how that you goes. need to get one of those strollers with like the humongous wheels totally that i see one. runner moms rocking you have do it. yeah jogger stroller perfect when i was on maternity leave i was running with her and the dog but um when i went back to work it's that's that makes things a little tougher I yeah don't have all day just to try and get out and get a run in so a little more challenging <laughs> Well, I hope all these guys stick to and follow through with their resolutions. Thanks, Marissa. Yep. 
So for uh, part two, phase two of the podcast, we're sitting down with Will Meek from, uh, you said University of Portland? That's right, yeah. Ah, gotcha. Psychologist, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. And so he's going to help talk to us and talk to you guys about setting goals and keeping goals and what drives people to set New Year's resolutions and things like that. So, Will, first off, thanks for coming on and talking with us about this. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So tell people a little bit about your background. You were just kind of uh, quickly brushing through some of your credentials with us us and it sounds like you have a lot of experience in this field yeah so uh, I've been a psychologist a licensed psychologist in Washington since 2009 um, and uh, Mostly I'm doing therapy, but I'm also working in higher ed managing counseling systems. And one of the things I realized real early on into my work um, was how important it was to have a shared understanding and a goal for how people want to improve their lives for, for therapy to work. Um, and so most of how I learned about how important goals were was through that, that process, where people who were finally able to articulate specifically what they wanted or how they wanted to change or um, how they wanted their lives to be different were better able to achieve those things than people were that weren't able to do that as well or was more ambiguous. Um, <clears throat> so I became really invested in helping people articulate what they're really after. And there's a lot of research to back that stuff up too and I've seen the power of it firsthand through the clinical work. So give us an example of what that might look like, you know, in a, in a, in a therapy sort of context, what kind of goals might a person set as they're going to a psychologist? Yeah, I think it can look um, like all over the map. So some of the, the more popular goal setting themes kind of in a bigger picture is um, people want to change some kind of habits that they're involved in. So things that aren't good that they're doing or don't feel like are too good, like they're um, they want to change how much they drink or they want to change, you know, their habits from coming home after work and just kind of getting on the couch instead of being doing something more productive or hanging out with their kids more. Um, there's a lot of goals people set around relationships, you know, wanting to improve relationships and a lot of stuff around health. So those are kind of like the big three. And, you know, if people come in with a generic... Uh, you know, or a more like broad thing. Like, I just want my relationship to be better with my with my partner. Um, that's kind of a nice theme, but mm -hmm. it's hard to really know if that's happening, <clears throat> how we could get there, what it could look like, versus something that might say, um, "I need to improve my relationship with my partner," and uh, the ways I'm going to do that are by making sure as soon as I get home, I check in with that person, ask them how their day was every single day and greet them at the door with, with a hug. Um, and I'm gonna make sure we have two dinners, just us together every single week. And that um, these are gonna be my goals and I'm gonna keep track of it and I'm gonna watch that improve my relationship. So it's a way of kind of getting more specific um, and, and putting it more into concrete terms that lets people be more successful with it. So that could be like a good counseling goal. So it sounds like the idea is um, to really get as specific as you can in establishing goals and changing these larger themes within your life. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I think that's a real critical component of it. And there's some other components of it I think that are important too in terms of making sure they're attainable you know, and realistic and um, we can kind of find something to measure them. But to me, the, the, the couple big factors are how many goals we're trying to achieve at one time and how specific we can make them. And the more we can bring them into focus and see them being specific, the more likely we are to take steps towards achieving them. Mm -hmm. So um, help us bring this into like a New Year's resolutions context, because mm -hmm. that's really a, the theme of today's show, this time of year. Are New Year's resolutions even a good idea? 
I think they're a great idea. You do? You know, I'll tell you why. Because I think there's very few times culturally where we have a, a collective energy about making our lives better. You know, and I think we have kind of cultural moments for giving thanks. You know, mm. we have cultural moments around celebrating love and partying and celebrating kind of moments in our history and that sort of stuff. And we have very few times where we say, here's our moment where we need to look at how we make our lives better mm-hmm. as a collective, not just I decided on, you know, March 23rd that today's the day I'm going to set goals. There's an energy around it, you know. So I think it's actually a good idea because I think it helps people look at what they want to do and how to have a good, you know, um, have a better life. Mm-hmm. So I think the way we then execute them is not great because mm-hmm. I don't think there's a lot of structure on how to help people actually do this. But the idea of them, I think, is really cool. Um, and uh, for people who are successful at it, I think it's, it provides this great opportunity to say, what do you want to do? What do you want your next year to be like? How do you want your life to be better? And I, I think that's a that's a cool thing to me. Um, whether it's the stereotype is real or the stereotype is a myth, you know, there's that whole idea of at the start of the year, people want to start fresh and uh, mm-hmm. make some resolutions. Um, how do you think it's true that pe- those things start to drop off? Like, are people's um, people start to fall off the bandwagon even just a few months after setting resolutions? And if so, like, what are the causes t- for that to happen? Yeah, I think they most people fall off way more than a few months. They'll fall off even a few days, maybe a few weeks into the year uh, for those types of things. And they happen for all kinds of reasons. And I think the, the couple big pieces I see, first one is there are things that are just outrageously too large um, for people to, to sustain some momentum. So one classic example I hear, and I think gym membership in January is the biggest month of the mm-hmm. year for them. And I try to avoid the gym in January because I can't do anything yeah. there because it's so packed, you know, because everybody that's motivated for a health goal says, new year, I'm going to get healthier, I'm going to hit the gym, let's do this. And, um, you know, I've had clients in the past come in and say, I'm going to do this, and here's my plan, I'm going to start getting up at 5, I'm going to go before work, then after work, I'm going to go do cardio, you know, and I'm going to do that six days a week. And then I'm going to change my diet at the same time. And um, I'm going to stop eating at my favorite restaurant. And I'm going to totally stop smoking all at the same time. It's this mm-hmm. like enormous project. Um, <clears throat> and if we just look at the, the physical health part, like the gym, if you're not somebody who gets up at five in the morning already, what you're really doing is having like multiple very difficult goals to achieve at the same time. So it kind of sabotages it. Um, so I try to help people like, so one of the big pieces here of where people fail is they, they just bite off something that's much too huge um, or their plan is just not going to be feasible. Like I've never met anybody that could just kind of start from scratch and sustain something like that. Mm-hmm. It always falls apart. So um, what I try to do with people setting New Year's resolutions or, or goals in general is like, Figuring out, all right, that's the theme. There's energy behind it. How can we set it up to be successful? That might mean, why don't we start with just getting you in the gym for a little while and getting used to it and getting to enjoy it. Um, and then if you start to realize the time's tough, we can find some ways to help you get up in, earlier in the morning and make that happen. Um, and uh, you know, figuring out, all right, so some of the, maybe once a day is like, where we should start and build off of. So trying to pare it down. So I think sometimes people get discouraged because they take these huge goals, they can't keep it up, um, and then it then it deteriorates and they give up on it. And that's really the second part <clears throat> is that people, when they start to get off the path of the new goal, 
they kind of throw up their hands and say, well, I, I couldn't do it, or they forget about it, or they just move on with their lives. And I think the people who are better able to stay with that stuff or really attain them are people who bounce back from the lapses. So for that scenario, like the time where they don't get up at five in the morning, the that day and say, gosh, you know, I've ruined it. I can't do it. You know, making sure they start to do it the next day. Um, and so to me, like, that's like a huge part of it is the, when there's inevitable failure in the process, some people bounce back, other people just kind of give up on it. Um, so those are two big qualities of them being successful. So give yourself room to fail at least once or twice on this big, longer road to transformation. Oh yeah. At least. I mean, I think to me, like a uh, goal setting too, isn't necessarily this static thing where it's like, here's my goal I set and here I'm going to achieve it. And then I'm, then I'm good. I see it as a lot more of a fluid process. We're going to put something out there. We're going to make it as specific as possible. We're going to go for it and just accepting right from the, from the start that there's going to be times where this is going to be easier or harder times mm -hmm. where you're really going to be on it times where you're going to be off the path mm -hmm. but we're trying to wind our way to this mm -hmm. attainable thing so what are like the little <clears throat> things you can do throughout the day to remind remind yourself to stay on track with uh, whatever it is you're trying to do mm -hmm. one of the things that i think is like really big and our culture doesn't have a lot of great examples of this or doesn't have a lot of built-in kind of things like this is reminders whether it's a goal or it, whether it's just kind of remembering to be nicer to yourself or whatever. We don't have um, built-in intervals where we're supposed to take time throughout the day as a large culture and say, huh, how is my day going? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I on track with the way I want to be living my life? So we um, don't have like a 10 minute mindfulness break every four no. hours or something. That would be nice. Yeah, that would be really, be really nice. Yeah. It'd be really nice. And so if, if we culturally decide to do that, and there's some cultures around the world where everything stops for prayer or everything stops for um, a meal, you know, and um, there's opportunities in there maybe to have some reflection time or some kind of um, reconnection to something that's important to you. So uh, sometimes the goal that has to come before the other goal is finding ways to build into your life a way to keep on track, a way to remind yourself of things. So I usually try to help people tie this together with stuff they're already doing. So brushing your teeth, having lunch driving home like these are all opportunities where there's something already built into a day where we can add something like a little bit of reflection or a little bit of reminder to it where nothing new needs to happen so for me when i'm really trying to work on something um i think about it on my way to work that's kind of the time to say hey how am i going to do this today how am i going to figure this out um and i'll sometimes do it like <clears throat> if i'm really needing to be on it i'll do it kind of at the end of the night when i'm brushing my teeth and getting ready for bed how did i do today how do i want to do this tomorrow um, and it's a way of building in this reflection time or this kind of mindful time to keep on goals connected to these little mile posts that are already in the day kind of taking some time that that you know you're you're going to be typically kind of mindless and just doing a task that you do every right. day and making it more productive cool yeah exactly what about um like journaling do you recommend that for your clients at all or keeping track in a written form or any other form um, the successes that they've been experiencing or maybe failures that they've been experiencing yeah so I what I try to help people do and I think for anybody that's listening to this um, do is find out what the what the method the easiest method for them to track it is I think there's like a lot of room for all sorts of ways to keep track of it depending on what's really easiest 
for somebody. Well, and what a cool way to kind of stretch your creative juices a little bit. Mm -hmm. And if you have something that you think is going to work well for you to make sort of the tracking of something, maybe even as therapeutic as the task itself. So exactly. Do you recommend recommend that people maybe chat with their coworkers or chat with their friends or their family about their goals? Uh, I mean, it sounds like maybe having a collective process and some collective energy is good for you. So how do you make that happen more consistently like you do when you sit down at the Thanksgiving table like you alluded mm-hmm. to? You know, I think that's a there's kind of a, a two sides to the coin there. I think if you have people in your life that are very supportive and really love you and don't judge you and don't criticize you and don't shame you if you can't get something accomplished or maybe you're sharing a similar kind of goal where there can be a cool supportive energy you know a collaborative spirit of it i think it's really great to share that kind of stuff with people you know um i also work with a lot of people where they don't necessarily have that kind of those kind of people in their lives where it would become maybe even more devastating to say, hey, I'm going to do this goal where I'm going to quit smoking and they tell their family and then the next family gathering, it's like, well, you know, you can't really get anything done, can you? You know, or there's something really criticism. There's some big criticism when they don't um, succeed at it. Right. It creates kind of a different level of shame than had they just kept it to themselves, you know? Um, so I think, like, I encourage people to really read who are the people you want to share that with, you know? And are these the kind of goals you want to share with these people? You know, I think there's some goals people have that are going to be much more private, you know, much more personal or things that are more stigmatized culturally that they want to work on that wouldn't necessarily be great to say, hey, family, this is something I'm working on just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially around what kind of support can you get if it doesn't go well? Are these people still going to embrace you and love you and just try to encourage you to get back on it and roll with it? Or are they going to make you feel worse? Right. And if they're going to make you feel worse, yeah, those are ones I usually say, yeah, maybe they don't get to know <laughs> what you're working on until maybe you've already accomplished it. And then you get to share the cool success with them. You know, I feel like most of these changes, most changes that people want to make, granted they come in all different spectrums, but I feel like change for humans is not easy given that we are such creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. So uh, how might somebody re-inspire themselves to keep going on the path that they started out on earlier in the year that, you know, it may or may not be going so well? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, do, how does somebody reignite that desire? The thing, if they're if they're already disappointed in it, to me that would tell me they still care about it, you know. So I think there's kind of two things. There's some people that just sort of, nah, I don't care about that anymore. I'm just doing my thing. Yeah. And there's people like, man, I really dropped the ball there. I needed to get that going, and it didn't work out. And I think those are those are kind of different subsets. So for people that are disappointed or kind of bummed out about it, it tells me there's still some passion or care there. And to me, that would really just require maybe a reevaluation, not of the goal, but of what they were doing to achieve it. There'd be a way to just kind of start over in the method of what they were aiming for. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe something like listening to this or reading something that helps them make it more specific or breaks it down into smaller bites, Mm -hmm. you know, would be something that would allow them to get back on track, you know? So that's part of one of the things that sits right along goals is this inevitability of failure that we kind of talked about right at the beginning where you have to build in some reasonable belief that just because you decided to do this does not mean you're going to sustain it your whole life. You know, so that there's there's room where we're more on it and, and less on it throughout a year, throughout our lifetimes. So for me, if, they, if they're disappointed and still care, I would, you know, really encourage somebody just to kind of revisit what went wrong, how'd you get off track, 
What could you do to prevent that next time and just kind of start over again? Maybe they started too big and this is about just getting outside and going for a walk and not going to the gym five times a week. Um, and just, and just, and to just get it going again in that, in that respect for people where the kind of fire is stamped out, maybe the, the urgency isn't really there anymore. That's a lot harder thing to do. And what I try to do in that sort of respect is help people figure out, well, where is your energy for growth and what do you care about right now? You know, maybe what we need to do is refocus that energy on something else instead of that original thing in January that doesn't seem as interesting anymore. What's the new thing that is interesting that could help you out too? Mm. Kind of sounds like you're talking a lot. Um, what is that phrase? Smart goals? Is yeah. that some? Is that real? Is that a real thing? It <laughs> is a real thing. Yeah. So, um, and that's yeah. Part of what we're talking about, I think, is sampling from those ideas. So, um, the S in smart is make things really specific. The M is measurable. The A is attainable. Um, R is realistic, and T is having a time frame for it. So that's a way. That's kind of like a little system of making these really come into focus uh, that helps people. Um, another piece that's not part of smart that I think is also really big with goals is wording things in like a positive direction. Meaning instead of saying, um, I wanna drink less in the new year and I'm gonna have this amount of fewer beers, I would suggest setting a goal that's, I wanna have more nights that are alcohol free you know, um, and being able to look at it that way. So we want to read something that we can grab something more of versus just cutting out. So I think, so for example, like I'm one of, one of my, uh, new year's kind of resolutions goals is to eat less meat. So, um, one of the ways I've been doing that is to not just think, okay, I don't want to eat a hamburger today. Mm -hmm. Um, it's to say, I want to eat more vegetables during dinner, you know, and I want to eat more, a more diversity of proteins, mm. you know, in my diet, not just, okay, cut out, cut out hamburgers. Mm -hmm. it's, I want to increase the amount of vegetables or other protein sources in my diet. So that's some way that's also helps people kind of stay focused on it. Cause it's a lot easier psychologically for people to go towards something or increase something than to reduce or mm -hmm. remove something. Something about yeah. being human. When you tell us we can't have something, man, it makes it so much more tempting. Really true. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, trying to eat trying to eat less meat are there any um are there any other resolutions that you'd be comfortable sharing for you this year well, i was going to ask you all the same <laughs> the, the same question i think that's i so for me one of the things uh when you're looking at goals is to have a couple of them that you're working on you know so um that's that's kind of a newer one for me i definitely want to read more books like i read a ton of articles and i read a ton of journals and i read tons of um just the internet, you know, I mm -hmm. think like we all do. And I really want to get back to reading books because I've, I've, I think there's something that goes on. Uh, and there's some, I think, preliminary evidence to show this, um, psychologically speaking. Something is different in my brain when I'm reading a book on paper, not my Kindle, you know, not my computer screen, um, not my phone. But sitting down and actually turning pages and reading, I feel healthier. There's something more satisfying about it. So um, one of my one of my goals is to really get back to reading books. I have a very modest like five books this year type of thing. Um, nice. I'm going for it. You know, um, I haven't picked out the first one yet, but um, <laughs> I've got some ideas. Cool. Thanks, Will. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Anything else you want to contribute? We didn't think to ask you, or weren't smart enough to come up with. Um, I think, again, I, I think there's something really special about the process of setting goals. I think there's something important about it. And when we can do it well and pair it with a plan to actually 
achieve it. I think our lives can be really improved from it. And I think we can do a lot of things we may not necessarily um, believe we could. One other piece I think is interesting about goal research that I always like to put out there is that even um, even if you don't achieve a goal that you set out to, most people, while, while in the process of striving for something, actually report that they're happier. So that even if, so if you said, you know, so I say, I want to read my five books, you know, let's say I only got three of them, but you know, in June, I'm like, oh man, I'm, you know, my second book or my third. Um, While people are doing that, they report feeling happier and more satisfied with their lives. So Mm -hmm. even if I end up saying, gosh, I only did three at the end of the year, while I was striving for it, I would be a happier person. So I think that's something I always like to put in there too. is that even if you don't achieve these things while you're working on them we end up feeling happier and that's pretty much across the board so Mm -hmm. um, i encourage people to just try to take a couple of things be working on them all the time um, and that can really be something that can sustain a different level of life satisfaction and happiness Hmm. Um, whereas if we're just kind of living more mindlessly or just kind of Mm -hmm. without some direction it would become more you know, complicated. Mm-hmm. It's about the journey, just as much as the destination. That's it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for filling us in. I hope people mm-hmm. take this advice and uh, use it to get uh, make their goals that much more attainable. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Damian Pizzanti here, and I'm out on the streets right now on a really frosty, chilly day, talking to. Some of the local Vancouver residents, well, at least the people I can find downtown, uh, to see what their New Year's resolutions are. So let's check it out and hear what they have to say. My name is Judy, and yes, I did make some New Year's resolutions. One is I am going to try to be more positive throughout the year and not let others' negativity affect me. And also, of course, just like everybody else, the whole weight thing and eating more healthy and getting more exercise. So I'm going to start more of a Mediterranean diet to um, hopefully lower my cholesterol as well as being more healthy. My name is Shannon. I just want to work out, get back in shape. You know, a couple years back, I uh, decided I was going to learn something new every day. Uh And I kept that up for years and it sort of slacked off. I'm going to renew that resignation. I'm going to start uh, learning something new every day. And try to get back in shape. My name's Christian, and I actually didn't make one this year because I never keep them, so I just didn't want to waste my time. Really? Have you tried? Have you been successful at keeping them in the past, or is this just like a lesson lesson learned? Um, I guess more successful than most. I've usually make about four or five months, and I just typically forget about it. So. I think that's pretty common. Uh, my name is Nikki, and for my New Year's resolution, I'm going back to school for a bachelor's in psychology and addictions and crisis to be helping youngins with what I went through. My name's Jim Ayala. New Year's resolution uh-huh. is to keep my heart open, keep my mind open, and not make any fast decisions, and stay present in the moment. Mm. How's that for a long <laughs> resolution? <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Sounds like you put some thought into this. If it was happened just right here, right now. Beautiful. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks Bingo. a lot. You're welcome. All right. That was episode 13. 13. 13 is on the books. Yep. So what uh, what are some tools that you're using to keep track of your New Year's resolution this year, Damien? Me? Are uh, there any books that, that you're planning to read? That is or? a good question. So a couple things, actually. Um, I try to... 
I heard this uh, this quote on the Joe Rogan podcast the other day that's been really sticking out to me for the last few months, that inspiration is like bathing. It mu- it's very effective, but must be practiced often. Mm. So um, with that in mind, I'm trying to apply that sort of same idea to uh, my resolutions. Mm-hmm. And that means coming at it with a few different approaches. So one of the things that I'm going to do that you and I talked about before was the year ahead. I'm really into that, that whole idea where you sit down with like um, about a couple hours and you re-examine your previous year and think about where you want the next upcoming year to go. And is this that, is it Year Compass? Is that what is it's that called? Is that what it's called? Year Compass? Yearcompass.com Year Compass. and it's a booklet that you download yeah. and, and fill it out. Cool. That's a good one. I'm going to reread this book called uh, The Power of, I think it's called The Power of Habit. It's um, Oh, I've heard of that. It's great. That was a tremendous resource that I really enjoyed a couple years ago. And then there's a few really snappy snappy phone apps that I have. Um, one of them's like Habit Bull. The other one is called Know Me. Mm-hmm. And these are little apps that like where you keep track of what you're doing and you keep track of uh, what you plan to do. And you check in. Um, you check in in these apps and you know just chart your progress. And it's cool. a good way to help reinforce sticking to the plan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm a person that's very motivated by gamification. Um, mm-hmm. So when I uh, when I moved to California, um, I, uh, I part of my workplace wellness plan with my health insurance. Um, they gave out free Fitbits, and if you hit like nice. however many thousands, I think it was a hundred thousand steps, which like isn't that much. Like that's doable within mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, feasibly. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a discount on your health insurance or whatever and i got obsessed with it and then my fitbit broke <laughs> you exercised so much you broke the fitbit. no i i lost the multi-tool to open uh, up the back of the battery bummer. and then trying to open it with a coin i the whole thing shattered in my hand so jeez oh, so probably gonna get a new fitbit here that's um, a good idea and uh and use that so um, what to, a fitbit's a tool what other tools are you gonna use um this year? i uh bought a bullet journal recently which is just dotted a dotted um, journal Um, and it's pretty amazing the stuff that people do in there it's sort of a planner slash notebook I've I've kind of gotten to a point in my life where if I didn't if I don't write it down it didn't happen Mm -hmm. or if I don't write it down it's not going to happen Um, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be real gung-ho about using that this year and so if anyone's looking to start a journal and maybe planners haven't worked for you in the past look up bullet journals on Instagram or Pinterest and I it's it's like half diary, half planner. Anyway, that's really cool. My girlfriend started using one of those fairly recently. Oh yeah, she made her own, and that took some time uh-huh. to lay it all out and things. But so man, she made her own journal or her she... own bullet journal. Oh cool, and she loves it. I yeah, mean, she's all about that life cool and she says it's really helped her a lot so i think that's a great idea yeah um i bought my partner uh for christmas a passion planner Mm. and that's a a a planner where every week um it's huge first of all i mean it's a good like eight and a half by 11 is each is is each page or so and it's a notebook yeah it's a notebook and um and it breaks down the day's hourly and then there's also spots in each week to sort of do some reflection like what are my goals this this week what's my mission this week mm-hmm. um, at the end of the month you do sort of a self-reflection exercise and mm-hmm. um, so I think we're going to make a habit of um, of doing that together and sitting down Sunday nights and planning the week out and thinking about the week ahead and I think that's so a great idea it's more kind of thoughtful 
consideration. Mm-hmm. How do you feel going into 2017? Uh, I feel pretty good. I feel yeah. pretty good. Your um, future bright, bright? Yeah, I think it's I think it's on a more solid foundation than it was um, a few months ago. I just bought a car, so wait, I'm wait. not woo, so I'm not driving a scary. If anyone's ever seen my Ford, my 1996 Ford Contour, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Is um, I am not a materialistic guy, and I'm not one of those types of people that thinks your car uh, like defines you. You know what I'm saying? But damn, is it not embarrassing <laughs> to roll up in an interview with like some like with the, no back bumper like my car? Yes, had. yes. There's nothing worse than rolling up on like a professional environment in a hunk of crap. Yeah, I've definitely been there. I got so. new running shoes and I'm going to get a new Fitbit, so it'll be great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm feeling optimistic. Well, I hope you put tons of miles on those things. And any of you guys listen to this podcast, I really hope you're listening to it at the gym right now. And I hope you listen to us every time you go to the gym. Uh, we would be super motivating. I yeah. Was, I'm going to yeah. start listening to us at the gym. You know, <laughs> I have to, I have to say, like, I listen to a lot of hip-hop music, and one of my favorite groups is called Dead Prez. Uh-huh. And they are super politically, li- like, radical, like, yeah. radical leftists. Yeah. <laughs> but they have, they're also really hardcore into fitness. They're, oh. <laughs> they're vegans. Oh. And so, like, they make rap music about eating healthy. And also, like, there are several songs about just, like, doing push-ups and working out. So listen to that at the gym then. Yeah, I highly recommend Dead Prez for hitting the gym. There's one song where they literally count out 50 push-ups and they make it they make it cool in like a hip-hop way. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious and awesome at the same time. All right, and tune in next week because then um, if you guys, whether you know it or not, the legislative session is about to resume here real soon. So yep. we're going to sit down and give you a little bit of a preview of what's going to be coming up in the year ahead. Uh, of course, education is going to be a big piece of that. And who are we sitting down with? We're, we're sitting down with one of our colleagues. We're sitting down with Lauren Dake to talk about our uh, uh, state reporter to talk about the year ahead or the session ahead and what the big things to watch are especially for southwest washington she's going to fill you guys in and we're going to have another great conversation like all the other great conversations we always have yep so tune in you can find us on soundcloud and stitcher and itunes and probably just about anywhere else you can find podcasts 